Today's message has been very heartfelt. Another one heartfelt. Another one heartfelt. Another one heartfelt. And most importantly, it's spiritually led. Heartfelt, spiritually led. Another one heartfelt, spiritually led. I was in a group meeting and this elder said to me, before we exit off, Hugh, you have something to say? I was like, mm, no, you know, we can go. Because you know when you're ready, ready to go, you're like, you know, let's go. Anybody got something to say before we leave? Everybody like, uh, I mean, it's okay if y'all do, but um, it's okay if y'all don't. <laughs> we ready to go. But we're going to let Holy Spirit move. We're not going to say no, be quiet. So I was like, no, I don't have anything. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then, so you know, just it just came out. And she was like, how do you ever think, how did you ever think you could hold that in? You could hold that in. That had to come out. <laughs> that had to come out. Everything that's in, it has to come out. Everything. Good and bad. Do you know that? We're not created to hold anything. Even when it comes to good news, I just can't keep it to myself. <laughs> Gotta tell somebody else. I'm trying to tell you. Even when it comes to bad news, I just, look, look. What y'all call some such? Sometimes you can't wait. You can't even tell what's going on with me. I can't tell what's going on with me. <laughs> somebody say hello. I'm so glad you asked. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? What oh, God. What a message. <laughs> See, God is using me to say this because he hears this. He hears us every day. Every day he hears us. And we, was, we can't wait. We can't wait. See, there's a cycle of discipline. It's like whenever we do things wrong, you know, things be repeated over and over again. We feeling bad again. We crying out again. Feeling disturbed again. Guilty again. You know, going through being converted to you understand going through that healing process again, over and over again. There are also, you know, beautiful cycles. And it's not to say that it keep happening from the past and keep rewinding its way. No, it's called restoration. It's God turning that thing around and he always turned that thing around and he always turned around for what? Our good every single time. That means blessing upon blessing upon blessing, glory to glory to glory, increase to increase, line upon line, precept upon precept. I'm telling you, a higher and a greater dimension is so amazing. Blessing upon blessing, miracles upon miracles, signs upon signs. It's repeatedly happening. We're going to keep being blessed. We're going to keep walking in favor, keep walking in grace, keep receiving mercy that's new every day. You understand? We move up and still receive what's afforded unto us way back when because he's still the same. So when it comes to cycles, I want you to know that the cycles that you and I have created for ourselves is not because you know, we wanted to, it wasn't even intentionally done. It's because we wanted to help people. We love people. And that's what we do. People love us, help us. And that's what they do. But we as people have to learn how to walk on our own two feet. We have to learn how to walk in our own shoes. See, God says, I so love the world that I give him my son. That's the only time he really said a huge portion regarding us as one and not speaking 
to every single one of us individually. God said, I so love you that I gave. You understand? But in so many translations, I so love the world. And we know he's talking to all of us. But when he speaks to us individually, you can hear it. I know the thoughts and plans I heard I have concerning y'all. No, I have concerning you. He sent it to every single one of us individually speaking. You know, father to creation, father to daughter, father to son, father to Samantha, father to Derek, father to you, father to me. I know the numbers of hairs on your head. You are my masterpiece. I know everything about you. You are the salt of the earth. You are a city on a hill. Not y'all are. You and your family are. No, you. Speaking to every single one of us. So that means that the relationship is so personal that we can't play around with it. You know, we have to learn how to walk with God. We have to learn how to talk to God. How to just live a life unto God without leaning on somebody else to do it for us. Many of us, every time we get good news or bad news, any kind of news, we go around and not go up regarding anything. And he's the one who's responsible for it all, who knows what to say, when to say, and how to release a word of revelation from us. We get it from people who get it from him. Why not go to him and let him talk to you about how you always went? See, many of us, we talk about God and we encounter God, but we don't have no real personal, no real personal relationship. You know, we come together and we talk to God. We come together and we soak before God. We come together and we fall out before God. How many of us do that when it's just us and God? And we do all that unto him. Why we got to do it in front of other people just for us to encounter him? We feel better to encounter God when others around only? See, God showed me chains that are about to be broken. Because many of us do great things to help people. But the thing is, if we're going to ever talk about it, don't ever do it. That's the first thing God said to me. Don't ever complain if you choose to do that. Quenisha, stop doing it then. No one asking you. And even if someone asks you, it's not even coming from you. And that was way back when he told me about that. We have to learn how to stand on our own feet regarding our mental state. Stop breaking down. Stop kirking off. And then say we sorry. We get out the fleshly ways of the old man. And then we'll walk in the new man and say we sorry. I can keep cussing you out as long as I continue to apologize. I can deny you your identity and still keep releasing rejection unto you. One minute I'm nice, one minute I'm mean, one minute I'm embracing, one minute I'm pushing away. We got to stop that cycle. Stop and play. Pause and keep going. Sit down and stand up. Have joy and then sorrow. Weeping and then laughing. We know the difference between the times, but it must be according to his will. Not an earthly way of doing anything anymore. We help people. We love people because that's what we love to do. We like God. But God doesn't want anyone to take advantage of you. 
Some only want you for transportation. Some only want you for a place to stay. Some only want you just for words of comfort. Always got something to say to you on the phone or on a text. Because nobody else want to hear that mess. So I want to use you for your money. Use you for your clothes. Use you for your business. Use you for your name. Use you for your anointing. And God say enough with that. You know when you're being used. You can feel it when it's happening. You know before it comes because you're a child of God. God don't ever be used. Can't nobody use our God but be used by him only. God don't want to see you be taken advantage of. There's no such thing called a friend of me. You have to know that your friends are not your enemy. That's your assignment. Everybody who you around, everybody you come in contact with, you have to make sure they snatch out of the enemy's hand. Then you imagine how powerful you are just by knowing how many people you come in contact with every day. Then we don't even say anything. Everybody in the grocery store is not safe. Everybody at the laundry mat is not safe. Everybody at the traffic light is not safe. Everybody in your family is not safe. Everybody on your Facebook page is not safe. Everybody Instagramming you up, not safe. Save me, Father, I give up my earthly ways. I don't want to live that way anymore. And even if the people you know are saved, many of them have backslid. Backsliding is walking like God and then all of a sudden stop. That's what that means. So many people we come in contact with have uprooted themselves. Some plant themselves in places they're not even supposed to be. They're not even flourishing. Connecting for wrong purposes, going to the wrong jobs, quitting jobs that you pose to stay on for God to be exposed. Many of us being fired for so we shouldn't have done. And they're going to say it's the devil when we don't even go to work on time. Got to end these cycles and break these chains now. God said, let your yeas be yea and your nay be nay. That means if I'm going to stand deeply rooted and planted, that means I'm never going to move. I don't care. It could be a whole hurricane around me not moving. Everything of this world going past to and fro. I'm not moving. I can't move. I can't be moved. I don't care if you believe in me. I don't care if you try to deceive me. I don't care if you reject me. I don't care if you talk about me. I'm never going to talk about you. I'm never going to disrespect you. I'm never going to push you away. I'm never going to not forgive you. I'm going to continue to be Christ-like because I will not, shall not be moved. 
I come too far with believing. I come too far in receiving. I come too far. He wakes me up every step of the way. He keeps me standing every single time. There's no way I'm going to move now. Every time I look, he look. Because he's looking at me, look. There's no way I'm giving that up. There's no way I'm going to not embrace his touch. There's no way that my mouth going to get me in trouble. There's no way that I'm going to forget how to not walk in love. There's no way I'm going to turn my back on the truth. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. You have to know what's for you and what's not. Many of us are around what is not. And we know it's not for us. Every time we get around certain people, we get that feeling. You don't care for real. That's why I don't answer my phone for real. But look at all that in spirit and in truth. Look at all that ministry that need to be taking place that we don't even minister at all. We still walking around fake and lies. I don't care how holy we are, how many clicking crews we have. What are we saying in these places? What are we saying in these meetings? What are we saying at the table? What are we saying in the car? Who are we talking about now? Who are we not talking about now? Gotta end this now. Gotta end it now. It's never okay for anybody to do. It's never okay. And no one here do it and not know they're not doing it. We know what's good. We know what's bad. Hallelujah. We know the difference between good and bad. Some people want you to be sad. Some want you to be mad. But you have to keep going on. Every time many of us do good, we have people trying to pull us to do bad. In those cycles right now. You be the one to break the chain. God already taking care of that for you. You have to break those chains. You've been given the power over the evil one. We wait for God to do what he commissioned us to do. Pull that stronghold down. Keep talking about living though. You understand? Supernatural lifestyle and every day is still mediocre. We 
We got to stay and see it through. We have to see all that he has. We have to stop going back and forth, to and fro with the good news. We can't keep speaking good and speak bad. Feel good and feel sad. We have to stay faithful. So we can see what our faithful God has already done because he's faithful. In this mess today. Because this is the day. That I stand up. That you stand up. And we're not going to allow ourselves to stop ourselves. Ourselves to hinder ourselves. Ourselves to fall short ever again. You can't blame nobody for anything. Because God said you're the one who always wins. So if you think you're losing. If you feel like you're falling short. Because you allow yourself. Can't nobody force you to miss a move. Can't nobody force you to deny the truth. Can nobody force you to argue back? Can nobody force you to be upset? Can nobody force you to drink or smoke? Force you not to go to church? Force you to sow no seed? Force you to gossip? Force you to do anything deceptive? No one can force you not to praise? Force you not to give thanks? Force you not to walk this out your mouth? Force you to walk in anything that the devil is trying to throw your way. No one can force you. If the devil can force you, you wouldn't even be here to finish. I realize God is not playing with us when it comes to his love. He never slumber. He never sleep. Every second, you will not be. It's because he's allowing it to mock Allowing it to be. You understand? We make mistakes all the time. With heavy God's heart. It's how we treat each other when we make them. And then we want God to erase out. Many of us have so many stones in our wallet. We have so many stones on our phone. We have so many stones in our trunk. So many stones regarding what we say and what we use to hurt people. So many stones. No one's going to take you serious if you don't even walk in love, no one's going to take you serious. If you can't even simply do that, I do that. Got to end the cycle. Sometimes we create cycles because we want to be nice. People take advantage of the job because we want to be nice. But we go home complaining about it. We go to our spouses complaining about it. They don't do no work. They don't do that, 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 that. We create it, even when it comes to our children. They don't listen. They spoil right. How they get their way? They don't listen to nothing. They are grateful. How they become their way? Today is your day. Today is your congratulations. Today is 
the high heaven all over your life in every area. Today, you broken through everything today. You expect God to move. Today is a day that you're not going to walk in what you used to. Today is a day you're going to walk in your own two shoes. Today is a day you're going to keep moving forward in your personal relationship. Today is a day that you know about your citizenship more than ever before. Today is a day that you're not going to lean on somebody else to keep you standing. Lean on somebody else to keep you feeling like you're supported when you're supported by the kingdom too. You are not going to be that way anymore. Not me, not even you. Today is your day to end that way right now. Stop looking around for help. Look up. Stop calling people all the time. Call him up. Got to really end that cycle. We got to really end the cycles. You know, we keep going back and forth. I'm going to watch my attitude. Still doing it. Look, it, come on now. It's 2024. We still saying that? Come on now. It's February. We just said Happy New Year. We still doing that? See, that means it's going to take us to stop it, not other people. It's not the job that's stressing us out. It's us allowing the things that take place on the job to stress us out. It's us when we embrace we are embracing the stress. We are embracing the distress. We are embracing that. See, it's not being cheated on. It's what I'll allow to take place to bother me because of the cheating. Because people get cheated on all day and still cook dinner and say, I love you. So it's not that. It's not that. Even when it comes to, you know, lies. It's not the lies that bother us. It's what we have embraced due to hand lies. See, that's why God said, guard your heart. Because outside of that, going to be some issues. There's going to be some issues on the job if I don't guard my heart. Yeah, it's going to bother me now. My heart unguarded now. I'm pissed off that you're not coming to work. See, when I first started working on the job, it didn't bother me because I didn't know anybody to let it bother me. But now I'm starting to know you and know you don't come to work. I know you and know you don't do any work when you do come. Now both of y'all bother me. Wow. You understand? Like in a relationship, you didn't bother me when I met you. You didn't bother me even if it got to the point and I married you. It bothered me now that I know you and you know better than what you're doing to me and knowing that you better start playing with me. See, it's what we let in. What are we letting in? We have to end those cycles. The purpose is not to be bothered. If you're bothered, you're moved. Emotionally, physically, you're moved. Too many of us graying too fast. Too fast. And it's not hereditary. It's stress. It's stress. The first thing we do when we stress, we eat. Wait. Ain't no way through preparation. Ain't no way through persecution. Ain't no way through stress. Ain't no way through cycles. I know that some people in the Bible didn't roll with nobody. Not saying they ain't had no friends. That means they roll more with God than anybody. I don't want to keep hearing, you know, this and that. I want to hear what he has to say. I want to know him. See, Mary traveled to go see Elizabeth. She didn't really roll with too many people. Neither did Elizabeth. 
didn't hear too much about Esther having any friends. We heard about her relative, Mordecai. Down the line of Ezra and them. Up the line of Ezra and them. Everything prophesied. <laughs> Angels are watching. There's an angel watching me while I'm talking to y'all and allowing me to know I'm watching you. Now you watch me just in this cycle, angel. To any cycle, angel. Because I'm a person that people keep saying, stop giving people everything. I don't mind that. But I have to listen to God. And guess what? That cycle ended. So you have to end yours. Because anytime a person would sit there and take from anybody and they already have, then that's a very selfish person. Anytime you do something for someone and it's not good enough, that's a selfish person. And we let that stuff in. I realize Christ chosen 12 disciples. On the tree of life, there are 12 fruits. But when God said the spirit of the fruit, he didn't name 12. Why is the number 12 so important? 12 pieces of showbread in the tabernacle. What is the importance of 12? The 12 traps. Let me tell you why 12 is so important. Because the devil tried to destroy a man who had an inheritance by the name of Esau. He wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a bad guy. In the Bible it says, Isaac favored Esau and Rebekah favored Jacob. That was the first mistake. How you gonna pick one and not both to love the same? He picked 12 disciples for each tribe of Israel. And they couldn't even get that right because they had to divide it with Solomon's son, Jeroboam, or Rehoboam. I get them mixed up a lot. Rehoboam. Thank you, God. What was it, Jer God? Rehoboam. <laughs> Rehoboam, yeah, because Jeroboam worked for Solomon. But he became Solomon's son's biggest enemy. Jeroboam and Rehoboam, they were big enemies. And that's why the kingdoms separated. The southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. Do you know what's so crazy about that? Is that all of that came from Esau and Jacob. All of it. It came from Esau. God changed Jacob's name to Israel. So every time you see when it comes to God's people about Israel, he's referring to Jacob, the land of Israel. It's the land of Jacob. 
because he stole Esau's birthright. So Esau was he went along with the Edomites, and the Edomites they went against Israel so bad because Esau clan, which is his family, never took well with. Israel did. Just like two siblings. And they had a real bad altercation that left them. Oh, they didn't speak no more. So you have your kids, your bloodline. You have your kids. Y'all, your, y'all kids may not get along because of what y'all went through. Oh, we always heard bad stuff. See, you don't know how to be. You have to be taught how to be. Unless you allow God to have you to know who you are in order to be. Like racism. You don't be you don't come off the womb racist. You don't be that way just because. No, you was taught how to be racist. You was taught how to walk, taught how to eat, taught how to stay asleep. Taught difference right and wrong. And what Jacob did was wrong. So Esau, his family was pissed. We're not gonna go along with Jacob. We're gonna go along with their enemies. All of that, God. All of that, breaking up all the kingdom, all of that because of Jacob and Esau. All of that. Now imagine had Esau kept his birthright, it would have been the 12 tribes of Esau, not 12 tribes. It would have been called the Israelites, would have been called the Esauites. Mm, you understand? See, Esau giving it up for earthly food, but Jacob wasn't even showing his brother no compassion just to give him some food. Why you have to sell yourself for me? You sold me your soul. And why would you sit there and make that an option, Jacob? If that's your brother and you love him? You understand? Even when it came to Cain and Abel, Cain didn't feel bad he killed Abel. He didn't even feel bad he got caught by God. He got smart with God on top of killing his brother. Am I my brother's keeper? In other words, am I you? Don't ask me where he is. Shouldn't you know? Come on. Come on, Cain, yo. Come on. <laughs> For real. You can tell Jacob did learn a lesson because he showed favoritism with his sons. Generational curse. And guess what? Still a man of God. Still walking with God and trying to do the same thing to Joseph's sons. That meant he didn't learn his lesson all that time and still worshiping God. So you can, you can praise God. You can give God thanks and still have some cycles inside that need to come out. He was trying to bless Ephraim. No, Manasseh is the oldest, dad. Don't act like you can't tell and you know my twins apart. You know which one is which. And I start wondering, dude, Joseph and them even know? Do Nathalie, Zebulon, Isaac? Do they even know? What Jacob did? They had to know. Because that's how it, it broken up. The kingdom's broken up. It don't make sense. All the wars were because of them. They were the ones fighting each other. And then when they start sinning, then God would send them a spokesperson to speak for him because they can't hear because they sin. And then God would send someone to take them captive and take their things just to bring them back into a place of repentance, which is called the psychic discipline. I'm up. 
See, God will cause things that he said in his word. He will cause for us to repent so we can be brought back into the way that we know we should be in the first place. You know what's a good a good you know question is why do I want to get married? There's a movie called Why Did I Get Married? No, why do I want? See, I gotta be careful. I watched that movie. I couldn't watch it too much. Because every couple had an issue, but they was having, you know, a motive to have a great time, but they didn't. You out on a beach. The first one, you in a cabin. Y'all away. Everybody, all y'all friends from college, all y'all in y'all careers. Y'all got children that know each other. They grew up together and y'all out and y'all acting like. (laughs) Everyone had an issue and they making it seem like that's realistic. Then we walk around with issues. So you had all that money, had, everyone had a business in their career, but yet don't even bear no fruit in your marriage. And the question is, why did I get married? So why do I look like I'm prospering outwardly and my marriage is tore up inwardly? So why did I? Do I even know who I am? Come on. I can preach leaves on a tree. I can preach the figs back on that tree. Levy would have been with Christ and he preached those figs off. And I would have said, let's go back, Christ. Figs, up here. <laughs> hey, you got it, Quenisha. You got it. Yeah, before the foundation of the world, that's how I would have talked to Christ. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> he said, you talking like that now. I'm still the same. I'm still the same. <laughs> I love to be a woman that's filled. And they always said it was only the patriarchs that was filled. No, I'm a woman that's filled. And I'm dominant. (laughs) It's like, look at me, all you prophets in the Bible. (laughs) Look at me, Josiah. Look at me, Zephaniah. Look at me, Zechariah. Look at me, Isaiah. Don't forget, Jose. Look at me. Amos, Habakkuk, I like to say Habakkuk, but it's Habakkuk, means embrace, look at me, today, 2024, don't play with the hills and still prophesy, (laughs) Hallelujah! I love it, I do. One of the main things I really love is that people look at me and don't think I can, yeah, like, what? Because <laughs> I don't go around saying anything like that. No, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I I love that. Though. I went to a church one time. They all, everybody's mouth was open like, what in the world? That happened to me the other day on prayer line. Someone say, I've never heard of, you know, Quenisha. Who's Quenisha? They only knew me as Q. They didn't know Q stand for Quenisha. They was like, who is that? I don't know who that is. They said, oh, you know. He said, you know, he was honest. I mean, because she praying? I mean, is she Holy Ghost filled? Oh, yeah, she Holy Ghost filled. I was like, okay. He, and I'm listening to this man ask about me. Well, I'm on a prayer line. <laughs> so all I can say is, you know, I mean, 
I hope, you know, you enjoy how God used me, but you understand the same time. I can't focus on that. It's got to be used. So after I prayed, he was after me. God had it that way. God had him after me. Thank you. God. I'm going to go right back to that message. Thank you for leaving me right there too. Went back after me. He went after me. And guess what? What happened was once I finished praying, it was a pause for some time. Like, ah, uh, okay. I, I mean, that's the end of the prayer right there. I mean, what, what can I say after that? Many people were like, I don't want to pray after you. <laughs> it's not that. Because <laughs> you have so much energy in your words and your fire. It's not no one saying I'm better. No one would ever think that. We all Holy Ghost feel. It's just that. How can I come in six in the morning after some energy like that? <laughs> how can I come in with that? And come on now. You should end it off. So what they start doing is put me last. Like let her just end it. Let her just end it off. Let her just end it off. What today be to start it out? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how you are in your gift. You go all the way. You go back to the word. It's supposed to have been. The Esau, you know, the Esauites, not the Israelites. It would have been the Jacobites if God didn't change Jacob's name to Israel. And it wasn't even God who called the name Israel. It was the Israel. I mean, it was the you know the Jews who given the, the Holy Land. It was called Holy Land, and they named it Israel. And I like it because if you break it up and change the E and the A because of, you know, the singular, you know, term speaking, you know, literature wise, it would be is real. That's why I like it, because it means is real. <laughs> God is real. You understand? And Jacob didn't get it. He still was trying to do the same thing to Joseph. It was like, for real? That's how you felt? Still? You know, Esau wasn't a bad guy. They was really hurt by that. It took them years and years for them to mend things, but they never mended nothing. I know they did now in the kingdom, but you got to think about it. You took everything that God had ordained for me to have, and I given it over to you because I was hungry. Now I'm not even hungry no more. I don't ate the food. And what did I do? How can you do that to me, brother? Like, of all things to ask for, why are you going to ask for that? But you could tell that Esau wasn't serious about it because he wouldn't have been trying to kill Jacob for sneaking and doing. And if, you know, he was really able to get it, he wouldn't have to lie about who he was in front of Isaac in order to receive the inheritance. So he knew he couldn't have it. He lied his way to get it. And you look at God still giving it to him. Because he's giving it over. You know, he tried to find his brother to say, and Jacob moved quickly as possible. Could have said, nah, bro, I'm just playing. I would never do it to you. He never did that. So you got to look at Esau's descendants, his wives, and all of them. They were like, that's messed up. I mean, he was blessed, but not how he was supposed to be. The whole land named after the wrong brother. We would, it it would have changed the whole course of history. It would have been no Israelites. It would have been Esauites. And you ever heard something that you heard so long? It just sounds so natural. We like, it don't even sound right to hear Esauites. We're so used to the Israelites. Because all we know. 
Like an apple, it only sounds good to be named an apple. That's all we know. Had an apple been called an orange, it don't even look right. Hallelujah. So it's so much bigger than that. Got to end those cycles. It took them all that time to end those cycles. That's what happened with the, when they went to, you know, the land of Canaan. That's where the first cycle of this first curse came from. God said, go and take the whole land. God said, kill everybody in the land. They couldn't. They couldn't. They left the Havites. The Jebusites were the first one that wasn't playing. So what they did was they killed some and left the others there to be slaves. But they still was there. God said, see, you allow them to cause you to deny what I said to you. So you're going to let their words supersede what I said. I said, kill them all. Why you keep them there? That's how the judges came about. That's how it all came about. They didn't kill all the Canaanites. They didn't kill all those who were there in Canaan. That was their assignment. So I wonder, would Moses change the course of history if he didn't allow them to cause him to deny what God said to him? See, I notice if God says something to you, to me, and we go against it, you're going to reap a curse. You don't want that. And that curse going to be permanent. It's going to be, you know what? The grace is all for you. Everything is all for you. No more for you. That's what happened to Moses. That's what happened. And guess what? Moses died not too long ago after his. I really felt that Moses just couldn't take that. Because right after God showed him, he died not too long ago. It's like I couldn't take that type of punishment. Moses couldn't take He probably got so stressed, he just died suddenly. Or whatever his cause was, he died right after God showed him. It was like so quick. So quick. He buried Aaron. Now you're dying. You understand? Same thing happened to Judas. I denied Christ by betraying him. I can't take this. He killed himself. He couldn't take it. An original 12. And it couldn't, it couldn't be 11 because God already prophesied 12. So even if he knew that Jews were going to kill himself, it couldn't ever go down because God always go up. So we have to replace him. And they replace him with Matthias. You know? Hallelujah. I have people asking, I, have, I need a word. God is starting to show people how prophetic I am. And I realize I'm no different than any other prophet that was here in the past. You have a very different lifestyle. You have to learn how to not hate it. I can imagine Jeremiah's obedience. You couldn't marry. You couldn't touch a woman. You never did. And you were around them every day. He probably hated that, but his love unto God just had him not even think about that. Probably got a woman now because he finished his assignment. <laughs> you don't know what guy had waited for him when he got in the kingdom. You understand? A woman he had an eye on, but like, nope, nope, nope. And there she go waiting for him. 
You know, as soon as Jacob or Esau, whoever went home first and waited for the other one to come, there goes their love. There goes rededication. God gave me the word recovery. There goes recovery. That was bad. Moses posed and crossed over. You know, imagine if Moses would have not allowed Aaron and the children of Israel to, you know, have the, him to be so disturbed. They told him to and shut up and he just stroked the rock. Imagine if Moses crossed them over. It wouldn't have been no, you know, all of that. No, he made sure they killed them all, like he said. One thing about Moses, he wasn't afraid to kill. That's one commandment. The, probably the first one he ever committed was a murder. Yeah, think about it. They know about him 400 years down. About what he's called to do, but he wasn't there until, you know, around that time of the, you know, probably out of the 400 years, probably because he was like, what, maybe 50, 50. So probably like, what, three, 340 out of those, excuse me, 440 out of those, no, 340, I think I had it first the right way. Well, I didn't write the first way. <laughs> I had it right the first time. <laughs> like 340 years out of that 400, they probably was, you know, talking about him, his birth and everything. You understand? So you got to think about all of that. We got to end these cycles. Two brothers causing all that chaos. All those judges. All those kings because of two brothers. Had two separate kingdoms. The southern kingdom. The northern kingdom. And the southern kingdom only had Judah and Benjamin. Mm, mm, mm. But you know what's so amazing about that? <laughs> Judah was the biggest tribe. So I just received a phone call. I'm about to leave immediately out. I thank God for the invitation. But, you know, when you just sit and let God be God, you're going to see what God does on your behalf. But you have to end the cycles. You have to in order to go far in God. You have to end that cycle. There are so many cycles in our bloodline that we have to end. You know, whether it's abuse, whether it's drugs, whether it's anger, tempers, you know, whether it's diabetes, whether it's people say, oh, they got diabetes. You go ahead. There is nothing. I'm telling you one thing about my family that I love. They don't claim nothing. And that's why no one dies. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. And I don't mean to say that people do go home and be the Lord when it's their time. But it's like, you know, we don't be having no homegoing services. You understand? I, I mean, I ain't looking for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. But, you know, everybody's still hanging in there. I got, I got great, great aunts still here. You understand? <laughs> for real. You know, my grandmother, you know, she's 80, going on 81. She drives. She has two vehicles, two homes, two churches. She she don't sit still. She can run, hop, and she go to Zumba. You dang all right. That's what I said. You know, no one claims any sickness and disease. And you know what? If they did, they don't do it in front of us. And I just continue to keep praying for my family and yours. Cast any cycle. That could be a cycle of letting people take advantage of you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because every time God give you a word, the devil comes and try to steal it. God said, give more of this later on. But, you know, God said you guys were touched by Esau and Jacob because you never seen it that way before. Yeah, it's so amazing, right? Look what God did with the Garden of Eden. God said you are created to receive mysteries and release them. I don't keep them. I have to give them to you. You know, it's so amazing. 
You know, Christ is portrayed in the whole Bible. You know, look at the tree of life. We pose an eight off that tree only. And we ate off the wrong one. And now because of Christ, we became what we were supposed to eat off of. We became that very tree we was eaten off of. We are a tree of life. He said, if you connect yourself into the vine mm -mm -mm, as the branch and you bear much more fruit, <laughs> sounds like a tree of life to me. And 12 fruits that was described are the 12 tribes God said to me. One tribe for each of Jacob's children. But the thing is, it tells a lot about how the men have more of the, you know, the assignment than the women. Because he had 13 children. Men only think, people only think he had 12 kids. No, he had 13 because he had Dina, the one who got raped. You understand? And it's just so amazing. Even when it comes to uh, Jonah's kids, I mean, Noah's uh, sons, three sons, three daughter lives, only eight people in the ark. And the thing about it is, he didn't mention the, the women's names, but all the men's names were mentioned. Some women's names are mentioned, some are not. Because God wants to get to the point with some of the, you know, storylines for you, us to, you know, receive the purpose. Hallelujah. But it's so amazing to know that Esau had to forgive Jacob. Just like you have to forgive yourself and forgive whoever keeps trying to have you to be pulled back. And they're not doing it on purpose. They just, you know. They're not doing it on purpose. I feel in my spirit. People in your family, people, your friends, they're not trying to come for you on purpose. They're not trying to, you know, pull on you or leech off of you on purpose. Many of them just feel like, you know what? I'm just so used to you doing it. I'm just glad you're helping me. But the thing is, they got to learn how to help themselves too. They got to learn to do it too. They got to know that they can do it too. They got to know that they got a God too. They got to know that they can't be doing that too. They have to know that too. It's not just you. And that's what God is trying to tell you. It's not just you. You're not the only one who goes through that. And he's not going to have you to go through that. Because he doesn't want that for you. He wants what's best for you. So you have to end that cycle immediately. Stop allowing yourself to rob you because no one can rob you. He comes in to steal whatever we give him access to take. You better get that. Hallelujah. So this is my time for now. I love you. I love you. Thank God for you. Greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. I love you. I talk to you soon.